Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Hey there, and welcome back to the Prince of Peace podcast. Pastor Jonathan and I are sitting down again uh, to have another conversation um, around our Lenten theme, which this week is to choose grace. And we're talking about how grace works and what grace is and, and how we we are called as people of faith to, to choose it, to prioritize it. And uh, we often talk about grace as a free gift from God not something that we earn or something that we need to, um, uh, we, we don't need to do things in order to receive it. It's truly supposed to be this free gift. So can you think about, you know, something that you've received totally free, no strings attached? That, yeah, uh, yeah. We were talking about that ahead of time. And actually, I want to double back for a second, too, because I think one of the things that's interesting, we often, when we're talking about grace, uh, it's always oftentimes because it's part of our human nature, we tend to actually start to make it a little more conditional instead of just free. Right. So I was thinking about, you know, this crazy auction site that I buy stuff on. Um, yeah. I was on there recently getting something and I saw I, most of our air mattresses we have in our house. I bought on the auction site for like a dollar or two. So I yeah. bid on one. It was like a dollar 50. I paid for this thing and not really even realizing what it was. And I got it. And didn't know that it was actually a raised one. It's got the pump built in. You know, it's a $150 mattress yeah. that I got for $1.50. So I paid a little bit for it, uh, but it was almost free. You know, it feels kind of like a free thing. Yeah, totally. But then I pumped it up and realized, oh, it actually has a small leak in it somewhere. Probably something I can patch, but I'll have to take it out in the backyard. I'll have to, you know, put some Dawn dishwashing liquid and soap on it to hope to find the the hole and then to patch it and and suddenly this thing that seems seems sort of free suddenly becomes a job and becomes work and yep. um I think so often you know unless it's really free it's not free um and I think there is a distinction and that's one of the beauties of grace that I think we have to be really careful with was as we too often in the church make things sound pretty free but it's if it's not this real free gift, then it's not, it ceases to be good news, which was one of those things our theology professor taught right. us in seminary, that right. unless it's really, really a free gift, then it's not really the good news that we're making it out to be. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's key. I think that's important, you know. And so often things can seem that way. Well, yeah, you can have this. It's free if, you know, win a free trip if you sit through a four-hour seminar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that trip actually cost me four hours of my life. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, I, I had a great experience just today. I, I, um, we're recording this a little bit early um, from when it's being released, but had recently gotten back from a trip uh, out to Colorado and connected with so many great friends out there and people I haven't seen in years, and but but some people that I've stayed in touch with on a daily, weekly basis. And... Um, and I had a great conversation out there with a very dear friend, and, and we were talking about um, just how hard the last few years have been on everyone and understanding your own emotions and your own inner work and what you need to do. And it was just this great conversation. 
And then today, you know, there was an Amazon package delivered, and uh, it was a book um, by Brene Brown, who you've actually quoted on here, Atlas of the Heart. Oh, yeah, um, great book. And so I can't wait to dig into that. But it was totally unexpected. Here is just, here's a gift for you. And um, those those things, when they when they come our way, they, they mean a lot. Yeah. Um, because it, uh, you know, you don't have to do those things for people, but when somebody wants to do that and, and just wants you to accept it, um, and I think that's God's character. I think that's God's heart when it comes to grace, you know, that, um, it's God's nature to want to give grace to people. Yeah. But we have a hard time accepting it. Right. Right. You know? Right. Because you can get caught in the cycle then. What, well, what do I need to do now for somebody? They did something for me. Do I, and if you want to and you desire to freely give, but you can get caught up in this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons people really struggle with grace. Yeah. And um, have you ever heard people reflect pastorally? I certainly have, that it's easier sometimes to give grace than to give it to yourself. Oh, yeah. Right. Where, where are you with, with that own, your own thoughts on grace and extending it to others or feeling it, receiving it, accepting oh, definitely, it to yourself. Definitely easier to uh, to give than to receive. And that, yeah, Audrey and Steve Hawley who do the interview for this week um, and uh, that'll be out by the time people are hearing this podcast and I recorded that with them last week and they spent some time reflecting on that too and that that difference. And I've talked about that before. I remember talking about that in a sermon one time about our maturity in our faith and, and where we are in in growing. And, you know, oftentimes I think we think about maturity in our faith is that in extending that grace to others. Mm-hmm. But I think often it's about, you know, when we see the maturity in our faith is when we learn to receive grace. Yeah. Um, and receiving grace makes us that much more gracious to others. You right. know, it really is in... Um, receiving that grace when we learn how to, to receive grace well that we can give it. And I, I used the example years ago when we'd first moved here and I still had some moving to do. And I just, you know, people, of course, offered to help. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I've got this. It's no problem. And I just worked myself to the yeah. bone, you know, moving some stuff down our last things from Cleveland and really long day and got here. I had to unload the truck myself did really stupid things with uh, a, uh, a garden tractor, getting it down those skinny little ramps, you yeah, know, kind of yeah. rolling it along the edges. Could have ended disastrously, didn't. Um, but I, I was dumb, and I did it all myself. Yeah. And then we had a, a member here who had some stuff going on, and I was visiting her right after uh, I had that experience. And she had this, you know, army of folks that were there to care for her and help her because she reached out and and uh, people wanted yeah. to be gracious and to help her. And I thought, man, she's so much further along in this discipleship journey than I am and being willing to receive that grace from others um, yeah. just as she was willing to, to give that grace. Right. right. You know, this might be an original thought. But but well, it's not an original. There's nothing new under the sun. But I don't think it's a quote I heard anywhere once, but, mm. but I think I've preached a sermon once to the effect of, um, oh gosh, now I lost it. What, <laughs> no, it uh, must have not been that good of a nugget. Um, you know, that unless we learn how to receive, we never learn how to be in relationship with God because God's nature mm. is a gift giver. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, and we often say it's better to give than receive. And and I think that's true, right? Um, but I don't think you can really learn how to give unless you've learned how to receive. Right. Because then your giving is often you give, you serve, you do for others because you're trying to earn love. Right. Or earn affection or score keep, right? Mm-hmm. I've done all of these things. What if? But when we really learn how to receive, I think that that enables us and equips us to actually give, no strings attached, to actually love, to actually serve, which I think is often thinking about the other person's needs and happiness, joy, um, as a primary thought, and um, and not trying to wrap your own junk up in that, you know, mm-hmm. what does it mean to really love? Yeah. I think, you know, when, um, I, during the pandemic, you know, created a lot of extra anxiety for all of us in yeah. different ways. And, uh, it was during the early part of the pandemic, first time I ever did any, uh, personal counseling yeah. and trying to, you know, wrestle with anxiety and stuff. And I think the gift, I think I went into that mm-hmm. thinking what my, counselor is going to do for me is to help me to be a better person to improve, you know, to, to earn more points, you know, that to, to, yeah. to be a higher point getter in terms of being this good person. Yeah. Um, and I think what he actually taught me more than anything was how to give myself more grace, yeah. um, to be more gracious to myself in the midst of, you know, dealing with whatever it is yeah. that that life deals me that uh, it's okay that you don't handle that perfectly and you've got to give yourself, and I'm still terrible at it. My Suzanne said to me last night, she was uh, critiquing me about something that, you know, wasn't doing, not cleaning up, whatever, but uh, I got defensive as I often do. And she said, can you just be human and just receive this? And like, you're human and you don't have to be defensive and you know, it's okay to be human and mess up and just receive that. And I, begrudgingly of course said yes yes you're right um but i it's so hard to be yeah. you know gracious to ourselves which then can turn into that defensiveness and i think so often when we see that in yeah. folks it's the the lack of their own grace to themselves that's causing them to then bite back and i bite know back. that's true i yeah i think that is so true that if somebody seems highly critical or on edge or you know quick to lash out or judge they're they're doing that most likely to themselves to a much higher degree mm-hmm. than they're doing that to other people yeah and that's a really hard cycle to be stuck in and yeah. it's a hard cycle to if you work with someone like that or you live with someone like that that can be really difficult for people because um yeah and so and so i wonder what how you know we we sing that amazing grace you know right that, I once was lost, now I'm found. This whole idea of grace sort of finds us. It's not that we often go out and seek and find grace. It it washes over us through experience, through through a moment. Um, I wonder what it is that that can help people who who are stuck experiencing or giving grace. Uh, what experiences can actually help them to to receive it? Um, because I think it's it's hard for us to receive things, you know. And and I think about my own life. I I often think it it is in the context of relationship. It's also in the context of just um, pivotal points in your life where you you sort of wake up and you 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 get your you, you put your head up. You're no longer just driving down and 
right. and going to the next thing and the yep. next thing. Kind of like what the Mangans talked about in their video a number of weeks ago. You know, that you can just drive down and keep moving forward. But are we actually awake to the present moment, the present day? Um, because I think everything can be our teacher. Yeah, I was just thinking that exact same thing as you started to formulate that question. I was relating it back to last week when we were talking about the difference between waiting and having patience and patience being a part of that state of mind of being aware of the moment and what's there. I Yeah, and grace is such a huge part of that. And, and when we're not being patient and being in that moment, aware of what's around us, we miss the fact of how gracious God already is being in our lives and, yeah. and how much God is gifting us in those small moments. We talked about that with our kids and that, you know, how we start to lose patience with our kids and we get grumpy, you know, and things that they're doing instead of, instead of being present and yeah. appreciating the, the beauty of the fact that they're figuring out who they are and, and how God's helping them to develop their minds and to, to grow and to, um, learn, you know, who they're becoming in God's image. Uh, you know, our perspective is always so huge in, in any of these things that, that we're talking about. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's interesting because we talk about grace as a free gift and we, you know, but the construct of our whole theme is to choose something, choose peace, right. choose love, um, choose patience, you know, choose grace, you know, um, and I think sometimes we can make a choice for grace, um, to give grace, to receive grace, and and I but but I think that it's often hard for us to um, it's hard for us to to grab hold of that. Um, one of the things that's always been most helpful for me in that respect, and one of those images from Scripture that I hold on to is you know much more than than others is is how God first chooses grace for us. Mm -hmm. And Paul's imagery that while we were yet sinners, mm -hmm. Christ died for us. Before we could choose anything on our own, yeah. before we could, and that, that image of, you know, why do we baptize infants? Yeah. Um, because infants can't do anything. They can't make some decision that suddenly makes them worthy of, right. of, of God's grace and mercy and all love and all of those things. Um, before they can make any of those choices themselves, God chooses to love them, to show them this incredible grace. And if God's choosing that for others, um, first of all, he's already chosen it so we can receive it. We can choose not to receive it. And then we've got the, the story of the, the prodigal son today. And the, one of the images I love there is the older brother standing yeah. with essentially his arms crossed. And, and uh, uh, the, the image I always talk about there is that the older brother, and this, this isn't original to me, this comes from Robert Capon, that the older brother brings hell into the party. Yeah. That this place where there is no grace is what he chooses to bring into that. The grace is already, the party's happening. It's right there. Yeah. But he chooses to stay in that place of, of unforgiveness, of, of non-grace. And, and so he brings hell into the party, which is that, you know, definition of, yeah. of what, of what hell is, this place where there, there is no grace. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, but God chooses grace yeah. before it all before it all starts. Because the brother is caught up in scorekeeping. Right. He's caught up in, hey, my brother did this, 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 which should be negative points on the on the scoreboard. Yeah. And I've done all of these things. And I think we, man, scorekeeping is a big part of the human experience. Oh yeah. You know. We keep score in nearly every aspect and, and you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, in a lot of ways, I feel like I use that image more today, and then it starts to feel like, uh, maybe that's getting a little cliche, or we over, but I think you're right. It's yeah. so much a part of our reality, and one we don't really want to admit, no. but it's there. It's underneath the surface. Yeah. You know, and um, and I think it's underneath the surface, especially in the context of relationship, because what what anyone wants is a, a mutually serving work environment, work relationship, a mutually serving partnership or whatever it might be, like with your spouse, you, you want to know that both people have the other's interests at heart. But when you start to question that or worry about that, or you, 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 when things break down, we start to keep score. We start to, you know, well, I deserve something different because you didn't do that. Or, Hey, you didn't, you didn't pull your weight the other day at work, but this person did and you know back and forth back and forth you know we like um, to do those fun exercises yeah maybe maybe we could go through a week of scorekeeping with each other about what (laughs) well first we need to know what games we're playing yeah you know uh, we're keeping score about what yeah yeah yeah, exactly Yeah. yeah oh man but but can you imagine if that's how you 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 thought about every everyday interactions and everyday life and every you know um it's just not going to work out. Right. You know, it's going to lead to a winner and a loser. It's not going to lead to love and life. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, we could talk on and on and on and on about grace and, um, and how we need to choose it. But, um, but this is probably about where we are for time today. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in again. We've got one more of these in this series, but I, I think we've really enjoyed doing this. Yeah, so we look we'll forward to Keep it a regular rhythm. Right. Yeah. Right. Other ways to, you know, be in your earbuds and in your car as you drive to work or where, I don't know. Yeah. We'd love to know wh- how and where you listen to the podcast. Um, you know, uh, do, you, do you listen when you walk or when you're doing dishes in the kitchen or um, yeah, l- l- let us know next time you see us or drop us a line. That's right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.